Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 126. When I left you yesterday, we were talking about the mind being transformed. Well, I want to get into the mechanics of how that's done, because you see, the Bible commands us to be filled with the Spirit of God. That's right. When you turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 5, beginning somewhere around verse 15, I don't have it right in front of me, I'm doing this just from memory, but somewhere around verse 15, the Bible says that we need to walk circumspectly. We need to walk carefully and watch how we're walking around. We need to be wise. We need to be Sophia, not Asophia, not Moronish, but we need to understand that the days in which we're living are wicked, so we need to buy up the days. We need to buy up the time. It's usually translated to redeem the time because the days are evil. And we need to understand what the will of the Lord is. And then he tells us what the will of the Lord is. The will of God is not being hidden from us. It's in plain sight. And so he says, understand what the will of the Lord is. And then he gives us a contrast and he gives us an analogy. He says, don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, that means indulgent and you've overdone it. Don't be filled with wine. Why? Because when you're filled with wine, you're under its control. If you have that much of that substance within you, it's going to control your thinking. He said, no, but be filled with the Spirit of God. Be controlled by the Spirit of God. And then he goes immediately, that's verse 18, verse 19, immediately talks about how that affects us personally in our walk with God. He says that we will have an incredible attitude of worship and thanksgiving and of submission, getting into our proper role. In other words, it's going to affect our relationship with God. It's going to affect our relationship with others. It's going to affect our walk with God and how we understand our roles. And you can read about that in verse 19. And it talks about our praise and worship and singing to one another in hymns and songs. And the word there literally is hymnos and psalmoi and odes, O-D-E. That is all of these variety of singing. Aren't you glad that God loves variety and we're not hung up on just hymns? I love hymns, but there's more to the praise of God than just hymns. There are praises, literally psalmoi, what we would call praise courses. There's odes, those great ballads that make us leap to our our feet and shout and praise God. All of that is part of singing and making melody. And it says, in your heart to the Lord. Well, many of you know the construction of grammar, and this is called D-I-L, dative, instrumental, or locative. And it's the same form and construction in the Greek text. And it can be translated in, by, or with primarily. And so when you say that word, only context 
architects really can tell you which one you choose out of those three constructions. In your heart to the Lord, we're singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. That really has the connotation of something that's going on inside of a man. But when you say with your heart, when you're singing with your heart, I think that gives the concept that really Paul was trying to get across because when a man is filled with the Spirit of God, he is singing with everything that's within him. He is filled with the Spirit, and he's singing with his heart and making melody unto the Lord. He has an attitude of gratitude. He gets into his proper roles and understands submission as a man and as a woman, getting in their proper role. The word is hupotasso. It literally means get in your proper role rank. And there is rank. Male and female are equal in essence, but we differ in role assignment and responsibility. And by the way, culture doesn't get to determine what that role and responsibility is. That's clearly laid out in the Word of God. And I know culture says, no, everybody gets to do everything, but that's not what God says. And God is the final authority, whatever the culture says. And I'm going to stick with God because He's always right. And if you don't like that, that's fine. You don't have to agree with me, but you don't get a vote on it, sir. You don't get a vote on it, ma'am. God has already laid out what the role assignments are in the home, and just because some would abuse those roles don't mean that we go around and try to change them. But what I want you to understand in today's podcast is this. The Spirit of God fills our lives, and it produces a certain thought pattern, a certain way of thinking, a certain kind of thought and habit of life that begins to develop when a man or a woman is filled with the Spirit of God. And I want you to mark that place in Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 18, 19, 20, 21 and following. And mark in the margin of your Bible, Colossians chapter 3, because there's an amazing thing that says almost the very same wording, but yet it says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts in which you are called in one body and be thankful. And then verse 16, amazing phrase, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns. There's psalmoids, hymns, and odes, spiritual pneumaticon, spiritual odes and ballads, singing with grace in your hearts unto the Lord. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Doesn't that sound a whole lot like what is mentioned in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18, 19, 20, and 21? Doesn't that sound very much the same? just to a different people. And that was being filled with the Spirit of God, Ephesians 5.18. And these certain qualities were produced. These certain attitudes were produced. But here in Colossians 3.16, it's not the Spirit of God that's filling a person. It's the Word of God. You see, this is part of what we have to understand. This idea of walking around giddy with an ultra bright or toothpaste smile all the time and having some kind of fake happiness, that is not being filled with the Spirit of God. When a person is filled with the Spirit of God, understand they are filled with the Word of God or they will not be filled with the Spirit of God very long. Because the only way that we're 
ultimately filled to overflowing and consistently and continually and iteratively with the Spirit of God is when the Word of God is dwelling in us richly, abundantly. And when we are in the Word, the Word is in us. When we are in the Word, the Spirit of God will control our lives. And when He does, we walk in obedience to Him. What I want you to understand is the way and the mechanics of being filled with the Spirit of God and living a sacrificial life before Him, one of totally being consumed by God, is through the transformation of our minds. And our mind is not our brain. Our mind controls our brain. The brain is the physical part of man that has to do with thoughts and thinking and habits and that controls every part of our body and our physical body and all the other things, the totality of our being. But our mind controls our brain. That is the innermost part of us, that part of us that connects with God, that part of us that is spiritual and eternal. And we're going to either live somewhere with the Lord one day forever or we're going to die forever someday in a place of outer darkness called hell place of torment. And so how is it that we are to control our brain? And how is it that we are to control our lives and every part of our being? It is by taking heed to the Word of God and living in obedience to the Word of God, because the Word of God is what transforms our mind. Our minds have to be transformed, and it has to be transformed with truth, because we've been lied to by their enemy and by even our parents, not willingly trying to deceive us, but the fact is they have not believed always as they should and not thought always as they should. Many times those who are in leadership over us, they don't know any better and so they're just teaching you what they've been taught and many times that's worldly thinking. And it's not with evil intention always, many times, and yea, most of the time, but those who love us, it is with the best of intentions. But you see, God's word is true always. And when we get truth into us, then it transforms us and knocks out the darkness and the blackness of deceit. And so if we're going to be transformed, we have to get the word of God in us. And we have to read the Bible and read it over and over again, and not just read it to say that we We've read it, but read it for transformation. Read it for saturation because we will never be transformed until we are saturated with the Word of God. That is when His thoughts become our thoughts, and His Word becomes our Word. His truth becomes our truth. That is, it controls us, and we always appeal to the Scriptures. I've said it over and over again. Everyone has a final authority to which they appeal. For the child of God, that's the Word of God. It's the Bible. We always go back to what does God say? Because God is right every time. There is no but with God. When God says it, that's it. There used to be, as you know, bumper stickers everywhere back in the 90s, and it would say something like this. You would see it as little uh, cliches and on T-shirts and everything else. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Friend, please hear me. 
God said it, that settles it, whether you or I believe it at all. It's settled in heaven. The Bible says forever, O God, your word is settled in the heavens. And the scripture says he has placed his word above his name. Read the Psalms. You'll see it. God has placed his word above his name. Yes, because if his word is not good, his name is not what it should be. And so as we get into these lessons on saturation and transforming of the mind, I wish I could just do it all at once, but I cannot because you wouldn't listen. I've been going 12 minutes, so we're going to hit it again tomorrow. God bless you as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.